The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Dennis Dwyer has written many books in his lifetime, but his latest one has really captured my imagination. The book is called Billy Wallace, a true rugby legend in New Zealand. He has got an impressive record uh, being involved with rugby with the 1905 New Zealand team the very first one that uh, headed to the British Isles and France and North America. The man that's uh, written the book, Dennis Dwyer, joins us today. Morning, Dennis. Good morning, Brian. In the history of New Zealand sports, few players have achieved what the legendary Billy Wallace has achieved, right? Well, that's right. He was the first to 500 points, first-class points in New Zealand rugby, scored the first points in a test match for New Zealand, held the record for most points in an All Blacks match for 46 years and still holds the record for most points on a rugby tour. I would have thought there would have been books about Billy uh, written over his career. Have there been, is there much around? There hasn't been a biography on him only. There have been chapters and sections in books, but this was really stimulated by the presentation of a scrapbook by his family to the New Zealand Rugby Museum, where I'm a volunteer, a few years ago. Massive book, and it had a great amount of information I could draw on. So this sparked your interest in him, obviously, with the with the original All Blacks back in 1905. One of the things I loved about the book is there's a, a lot of personal uh, quotes and reminiscences in the book from Billy himself. Yes, he wrote his reminiscences and... He was a very sociable fellow. He loved talking to people. He had his first match for Wellington in 1897, and he was still a fixture at Athletic Park in 1971. He just loved to mix with the players, and uh, he died in 1972. So he was born in an age of horse trams, and he lived to see a man walk on the moon. So he, had, he was involved in rugby all that time. Yeah, it's incredible that he just didn't play for New Zealand. He uh, was involved with coaching with provincial and national teams, and he even became a New Zealand administrator. Yes, I think he was so famous as a player, we tend to overlook how outstanding he was as a coach. But uh, he coached the All Blacks in several years, 1931, 32, he took a young team to Australia, first team to win the Bledisloe Cup. He had great success as a coach. He drew the best out of his players. The book also uh, points in part of the uh, thing that I loved reading about it was the tough times that they had to go through. I mean, there was no money involved with rugby back then, was there? No, there wasn't really. There might have been a few under-the-table payments, but very little. (laughs) 1895, the English League was established. The players wanted six shillings a day to play, and they weren't going to get it, so they broke away. Uh, Australia, 1907 the league but uh, yeah it was uh, they were amateur days but the rugby meant a tremendous amount to them and the book isn't just about rugby and billy wallace it's it's also a snap of uh, of history isn't it the various things that changed that that affected billy and his family yes i tried to set his life against his times and um that he was a, he was a working man In 1908, he was given a public subscription. The Prime Minister Ward awarded him £250, which had come in, with more to come. And with that, he bought into a foundry. But that was the thing about Billy. He was a worker. Like, he was a part owner of the foundry, 
but he continued to work on the foundry floor until he retired at age 60. That was just the way it was. It was, um, they were stern times in some ways. He went through the depression, but uh, it, so it seemed to suit him very well, that sort of work. One of the things I love about the book, not just the stories uh, in the book itself, but also there's some beautiful photographs of him and some of his colleagues. Very lucky to be able to draw on family archives. Some of those photographs have never been seen before. But fortunately, the Wallace family has a genealogist, Helen White, who was able to provide some wonderful photographs to me. It must have been very satisfying for you as a rugby nut, as a sports nut, to actually put this book together. How long did it take? It took, I suppose, um, most intensely, the best part of two years. But I was gathering material before that. The most important thing, of course, is to get the authentic voices of people. And I contacted as many people as I could who knew Billy Wallace. And some of them gave me their anecdotes, and they've since died. So I was lucky to start it when I did. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful book. We could talk for hours about it, but I think people should go out and buy it. I think it's uh, great. Billy Wallace, a true rugby legend by Dennis Dwyer. Dennis, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy-girl snip, you've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip, you're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy, save yourself a ton of stress and money, you've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.